to understand like what I'm promoting. Yeah. So I always try to make sure that I'm doing my my best and with the utmost respect. So I'm just like, bro, like, okay, I, maybe I didn't say it correctly. I don't know, like, but I'm trying. And yeah, that's, definitely. That's really what it is. I mean, so, it's the effort that counts. It's the effort that counts. Absolutely. And as long as like you're being intentional about it, you're not trying to make a fuss out of it. I mean, yeah, you're good to go. You're good to go. But I understand you because you're still even. I would actually commend you. You get because you're still doing yeah. a great effort. There are some people that you know they cannot even pronounce any of this words or these languages and then you know <laughs> shamelessly yes. they still you know say it out and they just call it out whatever they call it <laughs> now that's hilarious you get so yeah i, yeah, I, I try hey guys what's good welcome back to another episode of the akd podcast and it's your lovely host david chimulu welcome guys to this episode of the podcast and on today's episode we have like a really amazing guest richard dean Barty. she is a grammy award celebrity and this is a very exciting one guys because she's also currently the manager of oxlade and t-menu that's akon's artist she actually talked about her growth in the career path and how she has actually been able to build this successful career path for herself so like enjoy this episode see you at the end of the episode guys Richard Dean how you doing I'm great how are you doing I'm good we bless God for life how, how's work going how's everything <laughs> Work has been great. Um, I'm just uh, doing what I need to do now for my self-care. Oh, yeah. How's work been for you? Yeah, well, well, bless God. I mean, it's it's going on smoothly. And um, I'm really, you know, excited about this one, you know, because it's been a while since we've been trying to schedule this interview and you know, I'm I'm glad that we're finally holding it, and yeah. um, we're having it right now. So yeah, so can you introduce yourself to our community? Like, just tell us a little bit about that. So. Oh uh, yeah. So, my name is Richardine Barty. Uh, I have been a publicist and a journalist now for a good amount of time. Um, I've been blessed to work with a lot of uh, global music artists, um, and just, 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 yeah, just, um, I say just blessed, really. I mean, I guess people know me online for um, speaking my mind <laughs> and being <laughs> an advocate for um, new talent and established talent alike. Um, I have. Um, what I will call these benchmarks are things that I believe should happen um, regardless of status and people should respect each other um, and just do their best to be the best humans (laughs) that you can be to another human so I mean 
people are usually very shocked, excited, or, or just grateful when I respond to them online. They look at me as if I'm this, this thing, this mountain. And for me, it's just I'm having conversation with, with, other, um, with other human beings. So um, I'm as humble as they come. Definitely. I understand that you're just being yourself. Totally. Yeah. That's that's great. That's great. I, I tell a lot of people as well in my community that um, it's very important for you to focus on yourself. You know, yeah. when you do that, you tend to do much more for yourself instead of like looking at what's wrong or what's not complete right now in your life. Just, you know, fix yourself by handling what is present what is happening right now and then you'll be good yeah definitely yeah for sure for sure sure. um excuse me if i if i sound a little scattered i just got back into my room oh okay uh, it's been clean so yeah (laughs) anybody's hearing anything that's what that is yes totally fine it was a pleasure to be here thank you for being patient with me yes definitely definitely yes so um Moving on, I would like to know, can you tell me, like, how your childhood was like growing up? Oh, what it was like growing up. Um, I, I always think about my childhood. I don't know if this happens for everybody else, but I, I tend to look at, like, what I was like as a child and a young person. Um, and everything that I'm doing now, I was definitely at the beginning of it then. I've always been a writer. Um, I took penmanship classes. I took calligraphy classes. I was an English major. Um, And then with the arts as well. So I have like the creative background. Um, As a child, I I grew up writing and having an older sister that was very upset with how many papers I would have in the house. Um, so I just, it's just, my parents just always allowed me to be, um, what I was set out to be. So I I didn't necessarily have, um, people that weren't supportive. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know what that's like, but as a child, I, I knew that I wanted to help tell people's stories somehow, some way, um, Mm -hmm. when I was growing up. I wanted to be um, someone that wrote children's books and to illustrate them. And that yeah. was the first dream. Um, and I did take a course um, when I was in junior high school. My okay. older brother, he paid for the course until he couldn't. And, um, you know, so that, that didn't pan out the way that, you know, I had hoped at that age. But I continued to write and... Um, just honor my parents because both of my parents are are, are great writers um, my dad has passed now but um, he was also a writer and in the media space broadcasting and um, journalism and but just more so on the political side yeah so it's always yeah. been like um, the bloodline thing yeah definitely, definitely. I, I feel that I feel that as well that's that's amazing to hear it's not shocking to see how you know amazing you're performing right now thank you definitely 
So, what, what's your yeah, bond I with? I don't, don't want to leave out my um, my Nigerian stepdad because I, I always say that at least from from my vantage point and what I've seen um, as an American, but having African parents and African family um, and just having a genuine interest in who I am as an African person. I, I see, like, through my research and, like, through the relationships I've had over the years, I realize that, like, other parts of Africa, like, the people are a little bit more, I, uh, I don't know how to describe this, but I guess, like, a little bit more shy, a little bit more um, reserved. But, like, when I look at the Nigerian man specifically, like, the confidence there, like, <laughs> the drive is so, like, is different. so amazing to me. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think it tends to intimidate some people. And, mm-hmm. and, but for me, it's like, oh, my God, like, this is amazing. Like, a Nigerian person is going to get something done. And it's all about, like, delivery and not making excuses and i'm someone that has definitely um learned to to understand that and also um apply that when i'm working with nigerian people and just like getting them to understand what happens on this end too like u.s mainstream end it's not necessarily the same culture um but that's the only time that i have like hiccups and run-ins with Nigerian people is to try to help them understand like the business models here and how things work. But that confidence is like something that I'm just like, man, if the day that God blesses me to have kids, I definitely want to have kids with a Nigerian man. <laughs> <laughs> and, have, and so I could have, um, hopefully, you know, my kids, they, that would be something that's ingrained in them. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. See, I, I totally agree with you on this because I know, like, from here, from here, like, here, this part of the country, this part of the world that I come from, Nigeria, like, we're a different breed, believe me, because yes. it is just so, 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 so um, amazing to see the way Nigerians are doing, you know, in diaspora. And then they would always reveal themselves, and then you just know, like, okay, this is a Nigerian. Like, no cap, yes. no cap. You would always know, like, this is a Nigerian because we have that zeal, that burning spirit, that energy, yes. that confidence, Absolutely. that charisma. Absolutely. And, like, it's just always a hundred. Like, it's never missing. It's never, it's never short change. Oh, yeah. At all. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, I have deep admiration for Nigerians. Mm hmm. That, that's that's nice that's nice to to you know want to come back home and you know you know yeah. marry again from home is <laughs> amazing Definitely. yeah so tell me like what what's what's your bond with music like oh man um so when i was a little younger when i was um writing and drawing mm-hmm. i listened to music and um i now in hindsight i realized that my mom and my dad like they had different um styles of music that they would listen to like my dad would listen to a lot of reggae when he was home he didn't have a tv in the house so i'm not someone that needs to turn the tv on and people think that's weird (laughs) i don't like i don't i don't um i don't really uh have that kind of relationship with television if i am watching television it's probably 
a documentary, something for me to learn more about whatever mm-hmm. it is I'm interested. Um, so I use television in a different type of way. Or yeah. if one of my clients or artists are on television, was future, you know, then, you, know <laughs> you definitely watch that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm more so focused on getting people on TV than just watching it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's just a different, uh, different type of relationship for me. But um, yeah, I, uh, back then I was, I would draw a lot. Um, I can, I'm a visual artist too. A lot of people don't know that. Oh yeah. Um, I don't, don't, yeah, I don't draw as much as I used to. Um, I'm hoping that. Um, one day, maybe in a few years, I will have more time to actually um, tap into that part of me. But when I would draw, um, specifically when I was in school, I would play music. So my mom would listen to like um, she was she's a very big Rod Stewart fan, and um, and he's like an American legend, like Billy Joe, like all of the, the sounds were very popular mm-hmm. um, here. In America. And then, of course, like, she would play Fela, um, Miriam Makiba, and, like, just all of these different um, African Yeah, legendaries. Legend. Yeah, and to see my mom dance to that music, <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, she just looks so happy and so <laughs> beautiful. So, I, I, whenever I see how something strikes someone, I always want to know more about it, and that's what mm-hmm. it was. So my dad would play reggae music, and then like when I was in the car with him, he would play like smooth jazz. Like it would be no, no um, edgy uh, lyrics or anything like that. And yeah. then, but I had older brothers um, and a sister who would play like dancehall. My sister was very much into the dance hall scene when um, I was growing up in the early 90s and my my brothers like would play more of like the hip hop um, golden era hip hop so to speak and that's so I have a very um, what I would call a, a huge palette for music in my taste and I think my relationship with music mm-hmm. really is supersedes like genre is really more so about storytelling and how that person decided to tell their story like why they use the words that they use and me trying to understand them like when i was growing up there were liner notes like when you open a cd mm-hmm. you were able to read the lyrics and so you weren't really confused about what the person was saying maybe you hadn't been to their neighborhood so you didn't really fully understand but you knew exactly what they were saying now these days like you have like the lyric websites but it's not the same so i mean even when i'm listening to music that is um spoken in yoruba or igbo whatever it is like i will hear it because i've been hearing that lingua for a very long time but Mm -hmm. it's not a language that I speak fluently so I may understand what the person is getting at and the gist of it but I don't fully know yeah, how you to don't like, fully grasp it or fully. interpret it you know what I'm saying yeah. and then like with the internet now like my friend actually was laughing at me earlier because I did um a radio drop and I was like oh I was talking about Sumba um the remix with okay, Boy, Sumba. and I said, <laughs> 
but then I said, I said, I heard one of my friends. Um, he speaks Yoruba, and he he, he called his name Asheke. So I said Asheke, and he was laughing, and I'm like, well, what? Like, I I never heard him say his name, so I don't know how to say his name. Yeah. I only see it written, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they laugh at me all the time. I ask them, I'm like, okay, so how do I say this one? Because I, I want to be respectful, and I know that people that are listening from here in America, they look to me to understand, like, what I'm promoting. Yeah. So I always try to make sure that I'm doing my, my best and with the utmost respect. So I'm just like, bro, like, okay, I, maybe I didn't say it correctly. I don't know, like, but I'm trying. And yeah, that's, definitely. That's really what it is. I mean, so, it's the effort that counts. It's the effort that counts. Absolutely. And as long as like you're being intentional about it, you're not trying to make a fuss out of it. I mean, yeah, you're good to go. You're good to go. But I understand you because you're still even. I'd actually commend you. You get because you're still doing yeah. a great effort. There are some people that you know they cannot even pronounce any of this words or these languages and then you know <laughs> shamelessly yes. they still you know say it out and they just call it out whatever they call it <laughs> now that's hilarious you get so yeah i yeah, I, I try well, one of my friends was like listen um i know you you're on this yankee thing but if you're gonna have nigerian kids you need to start speaking pigeon now and i was like i'm trying <laughs> i'm like it's okay if my kids land past me y'all just gotta like take it slow for me so i can understand what's being said but i i am what i am you know so Definitely. it is what it is it yeah. is what it is and I, that's skipping it 100 you know being being yeah. real with yourself and staying authentic So, um, what's what's so special about Afrobeat to you? Oh my God! I think um, so. When I when I started on this journey, and like started my own publication, Grunge Cake, and then um, being discovered by a an editor over at MTV, um, she hired me to come to the platform to do what I was doing for my own brand and at the time I was writing about what we called world music it wasn't like classified the way that it is now and um I know that a lot of artists have um problems or like issues with you know music being categorized and and all of those things I understand both sides I understand the business side I understand the marketplace and the sake of like structure mm-hmm. and then i also understand the create the creative side because i'm also somebody that's creative um and you don't want to be limited or um bounded so i i get all those things but um when i was at mtv i had the privilege of like writing about francophone rappers at the time and like k-pop and um it, it wasn't afrobeats at the time it was more like it it felt like Africans going along the lines of like dance or like reggae uh, influence stuff or um, just it it definitely was not what it is now Mm -hmm. Um, but I did have an interest and I would say the beats were definitely different but then after going through that whole system and um, 
being with MTV and learning how to write for like the masses and um, the general public because that's something I didn't uh, know how to do until I got there. Yeah. It was more so me speaking um, with condensed English and it being more about my vocabulary instead of connecting with people. So I, I say all that to say like because that, that subsidiary that I was um, writing for at MTV, it ended up closing down and now it's defunct. Um, it was called MTV Iggy. Okay. I, I saw that there was still a need to cover things that would happen globally. Um, to be frank, like being in America and um, being somebody that is considered or looked at as part of like hip hop also um, and the popular music that is here. Like I've done my part there. I've written about those things. I've helped um, some of those artists become stars and do all those things. But for me, I was just, I was trying to, I was in a place of self-discovery and trying to understand like why I can't find um, the African equivalent of whoever was was popping and hot here like that just always been in my mind and then especially with my family being from Liberia I always wanted to hear what a Liberian song sounded like like what was the sound like uh-huh. it never you know what I'm saying like yeah. it just it never really um was a thing and then I mean over time I learned that at least in Africa, from what I understand now, is like if you were making music, you were definitely an older person with money. Like it wasn't a young boy or young girl sport. And so all of that is new now. Like, I mean, you look at like um, David and like Wizkid and, and Burna Boy and all these guys, yeah. like, they're all pretty young. They're not that old. Definitely. And for what they've accomplished and how long they've been around, he was savage. Like, I mean, Niniola, like all these people, Yemi, like it's so many people that have been trying um, to just be heard around the world. Like these are renowned stars, respectfully, from Nigeria and, and huge in Nigeria. But I know they've all been doing their part to take the sound across the world. And now it's it's doing that, like it's here. But when I was on my search, like even then, if I, I, I remember hearing songs by Tiwa Savage and it didn't sound like how it sounds now. Like whatever happened, like the shift within, I would say the last five years, is what really did it like something happened with the producers like yeah. i don't know what they started eating <laughs> the switch up has <laughs> been really really immense and it's just yeah it's just been so beautiful and when i started to see that like the music videos on youtube i think that's what really using youtube mm-hmm. because it wasn't really something that was available on the streaming platforms for us here because we couldn't access everything like if it's not a worldwide release we can't listen to the songs on the streaming services and the streaming services weren't always around so i would go to youtube and see and i'll be like damn like these are young people in africa like killing it like look at how they're dressed like look at the makeup like look at their hairstyle like mm-hmm. all these things and I'm like the clarity of the video i was like i could watch a future music video and be like okay like we love future but like 
this video here is blowing future out of the water. Like, the quality. Like, yeah. But these are the conversations that we'll have behind the scenes. And even tweeted about some of these things, like, in the past, like, okay, future, like, we love you, but I'm going to need you to step this, this budget up. Like, all that. So, I think that's what did it for me when I was like, okay, like, Africa is here and they are ready. Like, they're, they're doing it. Like, they have their own industry and there's only a matter of time, like, people are going to see this and hear this and it's going to definitely cross over. And I've been living the last few years of my life telling this story and people were looking at me like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, what? And here we are. Mm-hmm. Here we are. And I still believe, like, you know, this is just like a milestone because these artists that you just mentioned, David, Whiskey, Niniola, like, they still have so much greatness, you know, awaiting them in, in the future. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just a very great start that they've been able to, you know, commence for themselves, which is really, really, really good. So... Yeah. Afrobeat and Nigerian music is literally like it's like taking over the world right now because now everybody wants to have that Niger sound or that Nigerian you know reading in their song you know to bring out the the energy so I I like the reputation of what we are actually building and um, I know a lot of people would still emulate this from us as well Oh yeah, yeah. It's it is um it's so beautiful. Like literally, some of the people that I reached out to maybe three four years ago about trying to help me push the sound here, like they literally told me no, and now they're all coming back. Hmm. Like yeah, it was different three four years ago. I couldn't do this because of my boss or whatever. Whatever they're telling me now, like is now is a different thing because when they they go and see. They're like, oh, I remember Richard Dean reached out to me about this person years ago. Like, this stuff is documented. It's in emails. Like, it's it's there. Yeah. And there's no one else. Here's what I'll say about what's happening right now is that we are doing our best to mm-hmm. tell the stories and help American people fully connect to the story of an African star in yeah. an African general because the depiction here for a long time was that all Africans are poor hmm. and starving. Like, that's what the media would show. And being someone with African parents in a household and going to school here, it was very difficult because people had these ideas of the perspective. what they thought was, yeah, mm-hmm. and we'll be saying things, and then me and my mouth, <laughs> we would get into arguments, and I'm like, no, like, that's not what it is, like, if I was poor, you wouldn't have asked me for money mm-hmm. yesterday, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, we're not poor, yeah. so, <laughs> yeah, but, Bless all you. of that is, um, and, but it's, it's still something that's going on here, like, I see it, I don't know if it's, um, I don't really understand if it's a jealousy or it's just um, lack of um, knowledge 
and not really understanding. And I, I see people still saying crazy things about um, Africans and just immigrants, and, and um, it's, I don't think it's right. So there's there's a, a, a fight all the time, and um, I mean, I, I think the world knows that America has a very racist history, and um, I think the idea of Africans coming into this land um, and winning the way that they are it doesn't make everybody feel good. Yeah. So um, I, I know that, and I, I understand that reality, and I just do what I need to do. So that I think um, people are not ready to hear that, <laughs> but that's what it is. Definitely, I, I, I totally agree with that because <clears throat> the truth they say is bitter, you get, so most people are not, you know, ready to take the truth the way it is, basically. Yeah, so have you been able or like what are your methods or plans that you seek to improve the music globally through your entrepreneurship process? Well, I think the music is fine. I think I think the music itself, like the product itself, mm -hmm. is is amazing. Um, I think it's just about making sure that this thing keeps its value here, and to make sure that we are setting down the foundation of what we will not tolerate, um, and understand that we have the the upper hand here. Um, as African people, and we know our business, our culture, our customs um, more than anybody else would. So, even if we are to hire someone else, yeah, um, that we feel would be able to take us to the next level, regardless of race, we need to just make sure that anytime that they are reaching out on our behalf they are speaking what we need them to speak. And it's not, we're not giving them the liberty of them to just create a narrative for us. I say this all the time, publicly and privately. Um, it is. It will be the first time in history in America that if we are to get this right, like it, black people are actually getting the notoriety I mean, and even the the opportunities, this has not been a thing. I was telling one of my friends recently, I was like, I've been in the industry for 20 years plus. Mm. And every time I say that, people are like, what? I'm like, yes, I've been behind the scenes for a very long time. It was COVID that made me step to the forefront and start to be public. But behind the scenes for a very long time, it's always been people that did not look like us, like and definitely not women um, in the, the positions of power or leadership. Um, so all of this is a new thing. And now because African music has now entered this space, I, I mean, I see guys from the Empire team. I work with them all the time. Like, it's, it's a beautiful team. Like, it's Nigerian people for the most part. And I... When I was coming up, I didn't see that. Yeah. I would usually be the only woman in a room. I'll be the only black person or I'll be the only black woman. Like, I've had those experiences. And albeit, like, I had to go through them to be where I am. But 
it feels good when I can see Kareem Bolaji or Eze or like someone that I know because I understand like they're also black like they're also yeah. African like, uh-huh. we have the same kind of like struggles and like ideas and you know what I'm saying like Definitely. We, yes there's like a, a cultural um, similarity there even though I'm born in America I understand the, the ideologies and like the concepts like I get it so when I'm around them or anyone that is in this space is like I feel like we're family really like we understand each other we have a common goal and that I've, I've never felt that before so it's wonderful that's that's it like I think I think the product is amazing there's nothing about an African song that I've heard that I would ever change or a music video nothing I think it's just the value and how we make sure that we are setting the foundation for our families and our legacies like we shouldn't allow anyone to just come over if they don't deserve it like is they have to understand the culture this is not some kind of thing that is just generic manufacturing like this is real life like this is culture mm-hmm. <laughs> like you there's no way you can make an african song and you're not african and for it to be authentic like this is not this is not that like yeah it's it's very particular so that's it for me i'm it's something i'm very passionate about yeah and I'm just, I, it is what it is. Okay, that's, that's, that's really great. That's really great to hear. That's really great to hear. Um, lastly, I would like um, to know, do you have any secret or fantasy career that you admire aside to what you do currently? for myself is to just be if I could do writing like more creative writing or if I could paint and draw and do things like that I think that would be the only thing that I would say that I would want to add on to what I'm doing and I know I will get to that place but right now um, slow and steady right yeah Definitely, slow and steady wins the race. But outside of that, I'm I'm living my dream. Like it's is even beyond what I envisioned. It mm-hmm. is so like beautiful and crippling at the same time. Like it's like I am alive to see it happen. And these are these are things that I was saying to people, like real people. This is not this is not like a oh yeah you know i had this conversation in passing like this is conversations that i've had with executives like people at top tier companies and they was just like rich dean we love you but we don't get it basically Hmm. you know and then for for i had to learn how to talk to fellow business people for them to get it like what they want to hear is more so along the lines of analytics and and numbers for it to make sense because otherwise it's a passion project it's like okay you know we love Richard Dean and we know she's into this thing and she's like yelling 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 on this end like you guys need to do this but why like so I I spent 
so many days and nights, like, sleepless, trying to come up with the numbers and make it make sense. And that that is what we see today. And I'm sure there's other people out there who have like mind as, as I do and probably feel as passionate as I do that are here. Maybe they're American-born also. Um, but this is the thing. Like, for me, it's like, all right, well, if you're telling me no right now, I'm still going to do what I need to do to make sure that I'm amplifying Africa um, on my own platform so mm. people can still see the documentation because it's very important. Like, people need to feel support um, and they need to see support and it yeah. needs to be consistent. So, that's it. That's, that's, that's amazing. It's, it's important to remain focused on the goal. You know, when when you're focused, you you have things set right, and then you just do consistently. So I I for one, I love your work, and honestly speaking, I love the way you you document your life, your 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 brand, what you're you're trying to you know shaping people's perspective with, and the things that you do even for. For other people, other brands, other artists, and all is really, really commendable. And I know, you know, we're still going to look back at this like in ten, you know, fifteen years from now, and then we're just going to, you know, talk about the growth so far again once more, and you know, look at how amazing we've been doing. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 so nice. It's so nice, and I want to commend you and um, applaud you for your work. You know, trying to shape Africa's music globally, and mm-hmm. you know, representing us over there. You know, doing mm-hmm. make and making sure that you know the narrative is is not shortchanged. It's not shortchanged. So. That's that's yeah, that's oh really no. nice. I want to live my life <laughs> making sure that people hear me. I'm going to say it 20, 30 times a day. Like, no matter what happens, like, you guys have to tell your stories. You have to control the narrative because if you don't and you're just letting it be, that's what it's going to be. And America likes to take over. I don't know if people understand history and they understand, like, just the way that we think here and like how we are like if you leave it alone we're gonna take over like mm. that's just what it is so it's it's um it's a thing that is unfortunate but that's that's what we do we go into other territories and, and we bully them like and i what i do understand also though is that we are um in a space right now where people are um they can't really turn an eye or cheek to black issues or issues um for people of color i mean we still get treated the way that we get treated but now it's on the world stage and everybody sees how we're treated Mm -hmm. in america so they think they think twice you know what i'm saying like this is the first time in history because of the video camera and 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 the phones and the technology that people can even believe our stories because it was recorded definitely like so it's 
all of that. Like, so, but if we just let it be and we don't say anything and we're not teaching people how to respect the culture and teaching people like, hey, no, we're not poor and starving with flies on our faces. Like, it's actually beautiful here. Like, how about you come to Lagos? Like, how about you go to Accra? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's not like that, then it's, we, we lost. Then it's like, what's the point of it coming here? It's the same old thing. And I, I don't think we should allow that to happen. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't think so as well. So do you have any project you're currently working on that you'd like, you know? To oh, my from? God. I'm, I'm so blessed. Um, I, can't, I guess here's what I could talk about because people know, like, so I'm, I'm now I'm running around with Oxlade. I've been blessed to for him to choose me to be the person to manage his U.S. affairs. Yeah. So I started doing that, and um, it, it's been a blessing. I, it's been something that um, has also helped me to grow, because I don't know if you know, like, um, a, a mutual friend, or his boss, rather, um, over at Tronics is one of my best friends, and he reached out to me, like, in 2019. I'll never forget this. I was in... Mm-hmm. Um, Barbados chasing some guy, <laughs> and um, okay, he, had to me. <laughs> he had written to me, and um, he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm working with these artists, you know, let me know what you think, and I was like, okay, I'll get back to you, um, and then he reached out again, persistent, confident Nigerian man, right? <laughs> and yeah. he goes, uh, yeah, like, you didn't get back to me, you know, that kind of thing, so... <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I finally got back to him, and I'm like, okay, this is, like, a little bit before the, the pandemic, and I was telling him, I was like, Arslay is special, like, he has a very beautiful voice. This is even before I knew about, like, Wande Coles, he's gonna kill me, because mm-hmm. I'm like, there's something special about, like, Wande Cole and his voice, and I'm like, I hear something like that with you, like, it's just very different, like... You know, artist thing, but it's when it's different, it's it's different. Yeah, definitely. And so, I mean, to to be able to to handle him here um, in the U.S. is a beautiful thing. I guess I could say this now. Like yesterday, um, I took him over to Pandora. Um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's like a music discovery. Um, station or like a online yeah. station yeah they partnered, yeah. yeah they partner with Sirius XM and um so I pitched for him to um do something with them and he's the first African artist to be part of um this series that they have called Capture and they're gonna launch it on Africa Day wow that's so, amazing yes we did that's that a, yesterday so it's, it's a blessing mm-hmm it's a blessing, and I mean, but that's that's from talking over and over again. And the gentleman that actually interviewed him, I reached out to him um, right before um, Devito's tour for a good time, because um, Duke from Duke Concept was doing the tour, and I reached out then because um, I was at the time I was appointed to get them um, sponsorships for the tour. Yeah, and I remember reaching out to this gentleman and you know it was just kind of like no <laughs> like <laughs> and i'm just like okay all right you know and, but now it's like okay yesterday fast forward it's different like 
So I just thank God. Um, and then outside of Oxlade, I'm, um, I've been um, blessed to work on uh, Fireboy ZML's Peru here. Um, they hired me last year, like in the last quarter, to push Peru. Then I'm out there going to be on the record. Yeah. Very excited. Um, and then so I also pushed that here. Uh, what I did specifically was send it to my radio network and the editors and journalists that I know here, um, and fellow business people, tastemakers, and just shared the record with them. And what happens is when they, I, I only like to share songs that I really believe in, I really like, and I mm-hmm. think that um, will work in the U.S. market. Um, so I did that. And I mean, that's been beautiful. I've also worked um, on uh, Kitty's record, Touch touch it yeah um, and he has the remix with um tiger i'm working that also wonder band and um noala um mm. the original version and the one with kids daniel and uh t-way savage yeah yeah like it's it there's so many oh god now i'm also working with uh akon's new artist his name is t manny um he's amazing I actually, uh, he came to me to ask me to manage him. I actually met Akon in the flesh last night. We had dinner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for, yeah, for his birthday. I'll send you a picture so you can see it. And, oh, yeah, that um, would be nice. I, I mean, like, there's, there's guys like that, like, that has been in the business for decades. And, I mean, at the highest level. And when they see me, like, they respect me. And it's something that is, like... I'm still trying to process it. It's like from the way that they speak to me, it's like how a fan would speak to them and talk like and sing their praises. And I'm just like, oh my god, you guys are killing me! Like, <laughs> he's like, oh, you're a superstar. Like, oh, I'm like, what? Like, the embracing is so. It's I'm just so like blessed, and and I worked very hard, day and night, without sleep, without self-care um to get to this place so Mm. i just i mean it's um basically i i wouldn't it's not something that i would advise anybody to do because it's actually crazy you should not neglect yourself (laughs) at all at all um but sometimes you just have to do what you have to do to to make the mark that you want to make um in life and and to be a part of history that is not something that um, you can just wake up and, and hope for. Like, you have to really put the work in. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, there's there's that. Um, I'm working with Convict Culture, um, Akon's label. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's, there's other people that have reached out so far that's, it's not really concrete, but there's been people that have reached out, have a good relationship with Empire. Um, I was able to meet Ghazi over at the uh, the showcase that Empire had at South Southwest. <laughs> yeah, and it was um it was I mean it's just been all love. Like I'm just grateful for for everyone that um, has a common goal and that I've been able to cross paths with. It's been nothing but love and respect. And um, sometimes I know it can get tough because some of us have different. Uh, business practices and the way that we process things but it's all love for the most part so i think 
my um, what I would call my Nigerian counterparts that are looking to do business here, especially in the mainstream space. Mm-hmm. They are starting to understand what I meant um, when I was talking to them two, three years ago. Um, yeah, so that's 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 amazing. I can see that, you know, from from what I've seen. You know about you yeah. is just consistency that has kept you you know at this point that yeah. you are being and i tell a lot of people too it's not easy yes it's not easy but you just have to do it. if you're really intentional about it and you truly want it like you're going to go any extent you understand so yeah. this is yeah. what you wanted and you chased your dream you know and you've yeah. been able to you know, reach the peak point, which is really, really good. It's really, really good. So, yeah, do, oh, you, yeah. do, do you have um, any words of wisdom you like to give uh, um, our listeners and our viewers out there who are, like, listening to this podcast, you know? Yes, I would, I want to say, I think it's going to be a two-part thing. Um, the first thing is... Anyone who is not African that wants to enter the space and help out and work, try to understand the culture. Try to understand how African people, specifically Nigerians in this conversation, because that's these are the groups of people that Dude, are so good, dominating. Yeah. You have to learn Nigerian customs, you have to learn how a Nigerian person thinks. You have to understand, like, okay, maybe if I do this, I may be disrespecting someone. You know, like, yeah. or if, because uh, I, I think, for the most part, like, <laughs> here, um, American people, and I won't just say, like, black Americans or, or other Americans, but just Americans in general, we have this um this entitlement thing that hmm. happens and um because of the the general view of africans and just people that are immigrants or have accents or are not from here we tend to treat them like they are lesser and or true. um not of value and i see it um and i any american person that is listening to this like do not ever think that you're swifter than a Nigerian person. Like, <laughs> At all. it's just, you'll be beating yourself. So, please, I just say this with, like, the most sincerity. Um, be respectful every time. Mm-hmm. Um, try not to double-cross people because it's, you will end up looking like the fool. Yeah, and definitely. a Nigerian person will get it done with or without you. Mm-hmm. And... On the second side, I just want to thank all of the the fan bases that have championed me. Um, all of them, the the Shatawale fans, the Lacon fans, um, even the Burna Boy fans, <laughs> um, Tibito fans, all these fans, like the fan bases, they are amazing because I've been able to take back that data from when they interact with my tweets and show these corporate entities and these people like look like I am who I am and I'm tweeting 
and I'm I'm with my platform that is not connected to any of you guys and this is how they support me so could you imagine like if you did it like yeah. it would speak values like you know so I just want to thank all of the fan base and all of the artists who have embraced me and and supported me and and aligned me with other people and just spoke highly of me when I wasn't in the room and um, I mean changed my life and and gave me the opportunity to do what I want to do with my life forever. I mean Olami's a like he is incredible and through meeting him I've been able to work with Empire and push those records and um, it changed my life honestly so. I'm indebted to those people, and I, I just always want to be respectful, and I want them to always know that I'm always thinking up of them first. Like, I'm always going to go to bat for those people because I I adore them. I love them. Like, they're like family to me. So, and I always want the best for them. That's how I want to end this. I mean, that's how we all win when we put love first, when we put love first and yeah. we put a lot of other sentiments aside, just, you know, focused on the growth and the progress of, of the winning. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's how okay. we got. That's amazing. So lastly, I, I'd like you to give like a shout out to um, people to listen to this episode on life before fame. Yeah. You said you want me to give a shout out to who? Yeah, to like our community to listen to this episode on life before fame. Oh, okay, okay. And it's let me see. What's the text me the name so I can just say it for you? Yeah, as AKD yeah, Media. <laughs> People are calling me, and I'm like decline in the call <laughs> okay <laughs> AKD AKD media yeah okay hey everybody this is Richard Dean Barty from Grunge Cake blessed to be here with you I want you all to check out my episodes to get to know me a little bit better um, please lock in tune in to AKD media and I hope you enjoy it yeah, that's 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 very amazing. It was a really really good time having you, Richard. Thank you, thank you so much for your patience. I know it's been <laughs> it's been heaps and different time zones and and all of those things. But I, I sincerely appreciate your patience and doing this. I I appreciate it, and I'll also share it when it's ready. Yeah, definitely. I also appreciate your time as well, and um, I thank you for being here yes no yeah problem. so i'm looking forward to much more of this and all would would have absolutely much. reach yeah. out anytime yeah definitely so do enjoy the rest of your day you too yes bye, bye. hey guys welcome back on the akd podcast show and that brings us to the end of life before film with richard in i'm sure you really enjoyed those conversations they were really really nice and i'm sure you also learned a lot for those of you that actually love the episode so if you actually want to see more of this valuable content make sure you share them share them to your friends share them to your guys let them listen let everybody like 
have the whole concept of what DKD podcast is. So guys, I'll see you next week Thursday.